Welcome back in Brady Farkas show here on this Friday on WDEV AM and FM and WDEV radio.com. We know the story. UVM men's basketball team loses yesterday. NCAA tournament first round 75, 71. They were in it all the way to the end, but ultimately come up just short against Arkansas catamounts and their season though, uh, at 28 wins joining us now, a guy who was on the sideline for that game. It's Evan Washburn of CBS sports. Evan, how are you? I'm doing well, man. It was uh, it was a wild day. I'm fortunate to be there and uh, looking forward to seeing what's in store today. Yeah, you know, before we get to UVM specifically, let me just ask you, what was yesterday like? Four games for you in Buffalo, a couple of upsets, uh, a long day. What was it like? It, it, it sort of, you've, I've done it now. I think this is my seventh or eighth tournament. And you know what's in store in terms of the, the length of the day and the mental grind and physical to some degree. But each year is different, and I, and I really think it, it depends on the type of games you have. And I think we were so fortunate yesterday in Buffalo as a, as a, as a broadcasting production crew to just have really entertaining games. Even if they weren't high-scoring, they were close, and we had the two upsets with the, the higher seeds winning, and, and that really paces you throughout. So um, we had a blast. You know, we often ask the play-by-play guys, you know, what their preparation process is like for teams that maybe they haven't seen as much, like a Vermont. What's it like for you on the sideline? Because the sideline reporter's job is very difficult. You're trying to find stories and fit stories in at certain parts of the broadcast. What is your process like? I kind of look at Thursday or Friday, if you're doing a Friday site, as a chance on Wednesday and in the few days leading up to, to get a sense of the teams. Maybe you've seen them in person over the course of the season. That's always a, an added bonus. But just get familiar with the basics. Who's the coach? Who's the star player? What's their style? What's their identity? Who's their SID, PR guy? Who's their contact? Who's their athletic trainer? What's their protocol on listening into huddles? Do they care? Do they not care? This year we were doing these under 12 and under 8 sort of NBA-type interviews with the coaches, going over that with them. So really a lot of logistical stuff really leading up to it. And, if yeah, there's some main, you know, big stories that are, are worth getting in and kind of fit with the flow of play, uh, that's great. And then I, I feel like today, for example, is spent going back to the arena and getting to know the teams a little bit better. And since you've got all that, that sort of basic knowledge out of the way, you can dive a little deeper. So I realize it's not worth trying to become an expert on Vermont, for example, who I'd never seen, never met anybody with the program in two days when I find out Sunday that I'm doing that game uh, Thursday night. But you can get some of the basics down and then you take it from there. The UVM game was the last game on the schedule for you yesterday. It was a very well-played game. Again, UVM had a chance. They were down seven at the half. You know, had a chance late. You know, in a, a tough overturn. You know, they could have gotten the ball back. What was your overall impression of the game? Extremely impressed. I mean, Arkansas is a tough team to match up with because of their physicality, their athleticism, and they showed it in the first half. Their best player, JT Note foul trouble, no points, and they're still winning. And they were getting shots and production out of guys that don't normally do that. And it's a different style than what Vermont sees in the America East on a lot of levels. But, man, they, they went toe-to-toe with them and seemed completely comfortable on the stage and playing a game of that in, in that environment. And not just the environment of the NCAA term, but more so the environment of a Power 5 SEC team. And I thought really in the first – large portion of the first half and even at times to start the second half especially 
they kind of dictated terms. So that, that was kind of my impression. And, and yeah, there just, there wasn't enough down the stretch. I would say more so in keeping Arkansas from doing what they wanted to do offensively and, and getting to the paint, getting to the free throw line. And then conversely, Vermont missed too many free throws. Evan Washburn, CBS Sports, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. We talked a lot this year about Ben Shungu. It's been 10 years for us of watching Ben Shungu between high school and his six years at UVM. So yesterday was the last game we got to watch Shungu. What, what did you think of him in person? Well, he's, yeah, I mean, you ask about kind of getting to know teams in the process when I heard his story in, in the days leading up to getting here, Buff, getting here in Buffalo. And then sitting down with John Becker on, on Wednesday and having him really lay out his, his story. Um, you know, it's what college sports and really sports in general are made of. And it was awesome. And, and he lived up to all the nice things that people said about who he is as a person, but also just how good he is as a player now. I mean, he, he was really putting the team on his back. I know Ryan Davis was extremely productive as he always is, but it was Shungu who seemed to say all right we're not going away uh and he 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 was he was unbelievable and that's one of the things where um not that we root for anybody but you you can see if vermont makes a run whether it's even just the second round or a sweet 16 he's the type of player because of his story and because of his play would become a star evan i'll get you out of here on this i know how busy you are today but uh, i'd be remiss if i didn't ask you a football question you're part of the nfl Mm -hmm. on cbs uh broadcast team with the team with uh, Ian eagle we had Ian on a couple of times this year so you saw the patriots a few times and you had that playoff game against buffalo i believe as well Uh, just your impressions of mac jones as we start to think about year two for him well i I think you have to be pleased with the fact that he seemed ready to take over what was I would argue the hardest position, not just because quarterback's hardest position in, in maybe pro sports, but in that organization based off of what Brady had built over his 19, 20 years, whatever it was. And he didn't seem to be overwhelmed by it. And for a large portion of the season showed improvement and was beyond capable and was, was really kind of leading the way as that team made a charge uh, in that division. Now, as has been well documented, they kind of hit a wall. And I'm not really a believer in the rookie wall, per se, but it, it felt like his ceil- he hit a ceiling last season where defenses started to figure out ways to frustrate him, put him in bad spots, and, and they didn't have an answer for it. And I believe that they will find answers. Mac will find those answers based off of experience and preparation and work that can be done right now and then as he heads into next season so i think they're in a in a good spot at that at that position losing josh mcdaniels is a huge deal in my opinion i mean look bill runs the show and he's got his hands on everything but josh has proven to be one of the you know best quarterback developers you know that i can think of in the last 10 to 20 years when you think about how he not just with what he did with mac but the work he did hand in hand with Brady all those years. So that that's how that works and how that impacts Max development to me is a huge storyline surrounding the Patriots. Well, here's hoping you do more Patriots games next year. I don't know that you're not just going to do every AFC West game since that appears to be. Yeah, I, I, I was just told um, that we've all got Airbnbs in um, all AFC West <laughs> cities. So uh, I don't know. That might, it might be tough. We might be coming. We were joking uh, as all these moves kept being made. Like, well, 
we'll come back for uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo and maybe New England if they can uh, stay competitive in the division. But otherwise, everybody get your miles ready for Denver, Vegas, L.A., and KC. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a, a very fun and entertaining division out there next year. The Devontae Adams trades only for, uh, trade only further uh, exemplifies that from yesterday. So Evan Washburn, NFL and NCAA on CBS. He was at the UVM game yesterday. Evan, thanks for the time. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. Thanks. No problem. Great to catch up.